uh, our goal today was to try and invite uh, people of general interest, uh, as well as uh, office bearers from uh, the Siva Vishnu Temple. Uh, do we have representation of the Siva Vishnu Temple? Yes, I see Gautam. Um, we invited the Chinmaya Mission. Do we have representation from Chinmaya Mission here today? Okay. We invited the U.S. Impact. Anybody from U.S. Impact? We invited uh, our local Telugu Association office bearers. I see one right there. Uh, this was meant to bring groups together so we can begin a dialogue and start cross-pollinating ideas and come together as a community. Uh, so I'm glad to see representation from uh, all the groups uh, invited. Why are we here today? Sri Raji Bolotra. I'd like to say a few things about him from what I gathered from his readings. He grew up in Delhi, uh, went to St. Columbus uh, School and St. Stephen's College. Uh, but then his parents used to take him to the Ramakrishna Mission uh, frequently on weekends, like Chinmaya Mission here. And that is, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the basis of your spiritual grounding. And Chinmayanand. And I attended Chinmayanandji's Gita classes every summer for my whole as a growing up child. Mm -hmm. And that was the basis for uh, his uh, spiritual grounding. Uh, he then came to the U.S., uh, a very successful entrepreneur, uh, quit at the height of his career, and that was about 20 years ago, started the Infinity Foundation. He lives in Princeton, New Jersey, and the Infinity Foundation uh, is dedicated to this kind of work. Uh, he has produced uh, four bestsellers so far, uh, each one on a different topic. Um, is uh, uh, sponsored uh, chairs in Sanskrit studies at Harvard, at Dartmouth, and the University of Hawaii, uh, so that the Indian voice is heard in academia, uh, rather than the Western's portrayal of what they think India is and what Hinduism is, which is not usually positive and complementary. Rajivji is gifted with, I think, clarity of thought and clarity of speech. And those two qualities help bring very complex ideas into very simple language and puts them in perspective. Um, <clears throat> he's a very eloquent speaker. He takes on tough topics, tough problems, is, does his research very carefully, he's well armed with data, and in dialogues and discussions, he connects with people on their wavelength, in their frameworks. He pulls them out of their comfort zone. So good or bad, like it or not, he pulls people out of their comfort zones and makes them think. <clears throat> to use his own words, he is non-ignorable. Now, <clears throat> the Kurukshetra in Kali Yuga is not a town in Haryana anymore. <laughs> the Kurukshetra in Kali Yuga is the globe. And there are multiple channels where battles are being fought. There are multiple epicenters, and some of those epicenters are in India. The target is Hinduism. The enemy is large, well-organized, and well-funded. has plenty of resources. Now, the question is, collectively, as a people, do we know who the enemy is? Do we know their structure? Do we know their allies? Do we know their reach? How well organized are they? How, what kind of resources do they have? 
And do we know the multiple battlefronts where Hinduism is being attacked? We have anecdotal evidence of a certain case here and a certain case there, but do we have, have we mapped out the big picture to, to uh, look at uh, every pixel uh, collectively? But before we start engaging in each small battle, we need to understand that there's a larger strategy at work and uh, we need to contend with that. So, I would like to be not ignorable too, so I, I, I don't wish to offend anyone, but I want to ask rhetorical questions. Is Hinduism worth defending? Do we want to defend it? Are we prepared to defend it? Are we organized well enough to match the enemy? And do we have the will to organize ourselves to put up a credible fight to win? So these are questions that Rajivji is asking in his four books, and he's providing some answers to them. There's a lot of groundwork that he has already done, a framework that he has defined and put into place that we can all continue to build on. And uh, to briefly describe this and provide an overview of his body of work, I will ask Rajivji in the next hour to describe his own experience in life that encouraged him to do this, what triggered his research work in the first place, what were the specific triggers for each book uh, that he has spent the time to research and write, his plans for the future, and how he sees us, let's say the Washington chapter, uh, being able to help him in the future. So without further ado, Rajivji, the floor is yours. Well, thank you, uh, Shastriji, for inviting me. Uh, I must say that uh, since the moment I stepped in this house, uh, there's a tremendous energy here. This is a very positive place. It's a very wonderful place. And I must say, uh, having just in, met in person and interacted, I feel very glad I'm here. <coughs> uh, I, I get a lot of invitations and I uh, have to, uh, you know, prioritize and so on. And uh, But this is the one that I feel is, uh, is going to be a good beginning of something. I feel that way. I feel a con kind of connection. Especially, you know, he, he's thought through this and brought leaders. It's very important that we should bring leaders together. Uh, many of the events are uh, one group only kind of events, which is fine because if there's a large group and they want to have something for them, it's good. But, you know, to bring the leaders of many groups together, as is the case in this room today, is, is a very important role people need to do. So I'm very happy that somebody's done it. A couple of quick points uh, to his uh, very generous uh, introduction, and then I'll start, uh, you know, telling you about history of my journey and where why I'm here. Uh, 